God justifies people by faith, not works. However, true faith is verified by works. And this is what we will study in this episode of Through the Word. Hi, I'm Adam Burton. I'm the pastor at Central Baptist Church in Maysville, Kentucky. Every Thursday, I release a new Bible study that comes from the Gospel Project, where we go chronologically through the entire Bible to see how all of Scripture points to Jesus. Thanks so much for watching. We are live right now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and on our website at cbcmaysville.com. You can also subscribe to the Through the Word audio podcast in your favorite podcasting app. Would you please get the word out about Through the Word by liking and sharing this episode? It would mean so much to me. Also, I would love to get some feedback from you. So please email me at adam at adamburton.net. If I can pray for you, text our prayer hotline. That number is 305-707-PRAY. That's 305-707-7729. I believe in the power of prayer, and I want to pray for you. Lastly, if you would like to know more about this amazing church that I had the privilege to pastor, go to our website at cbcmaysville.com, where you can find tons of resources to help you to grow in your faith. Well, are you ready? Let's study the Bible. Let's talk more action. This cultural maxim accords well with the book of James. James's letter is about faith and action. Be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. James took action by encouraging his poor brothers and sisters to suffer injustice in such a way that their steadfast faith would be an example to their oppressors. Violence doesn't bring about justice. Love does. James also encouraged those with means to care for those who were poor and distressed, namely orphans and widows. To both groups and to everyone in between, James explained that true worship is reflected and empowered by God, the Holy Spirit, not merely in what we say we believe, but in how we live that out by loving those around us. You know, what are some ways that we can show our love for others? Well, maybe by just saying, I love you, or serving others in ways that they need, or giving gifts, or providing for their needs, or standing up for them when they are oppressed, by listening. Through faith in, in Jesus, God not only forgives us of our sins, but he also declares us to be righteous as Jesus himself. This is called the doctrine of justification. Sinners, Jews and Gentiles alike, have a new status as God's people because they have been declared righteous in Christ. The book of James is concerned with the works that come out of a justifying faith. This letter teaches us that works always and necessarily accompany saving faith. Good works are evidence of a faith that justifies. By justify, being justified by faith, God's people are empowered through the Holy Spirit to live a life of loving God and loving their neighbors as themselves. We are saved by faith alone, but our faith produces good works. Here's our first point. Faith is dead without works. 
Read with me James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says that, that he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. James believed that faith in the Messiah transforms us to love the vulnerable and weak. Those who are incorporated into the righteousness of Christ by faith are empowered by God, the Holy Spirit, to live out that righteousness by providing for the needs of our poor brothers and sisters. For James and, and all of the apostles, how we treat the least of these is an expression of our faith or the lack thereof in the Lord Jesus Christ. How we treat those in need reflects our allegiance to the one true God. The way we treat people is an act of worship. Check out this quote. The love in which, in which man loves God and his neighbor is the love of God and no other. For there is no other love. There is no love which is free or independent from the love of God. James understood that through the redemptive work of Jesus, the barriers that separated people based on ethnicity, gender, and, and here class have been crucified on the cross of Jesus. God's new people, Jew and Gentile, male and female, slave and free, rich and poor, are one and equal in the Messiah. Therefore, they are to treat each other with love and dignity as brothers and sisters in Christ. Ethnocentrism, sexism, and classism do not belong in the body of Christ. Now, James and Paul were not at odds with each other. See, Paul declared the gospel that the righteousness of God comes through faith in Jesus Christ. And James believed the same. But he emphasized that there is a faith that cannot save and a faith that does. This distinction rests in works. See, for James, works is faith in loving action. Works do not save us, but saved people do works of love. The evidence of being a, a follower of the Messiah is loving what Jesus loves, people. James expected one's faith in Jesus to overflow in tangible care for the poor. Paul made every effort to do just that through his preaching his missionary journeys, and in his letters to the churches. You know, as followers of Jesus, what is our responsibility to the poor? Well, we are to share the gospel with them, to help provide for their needs as the Lord commands and leads, to love and care for them, to show them respect and dignity as image bearers of God. You know, in this letter, James rebuked the believers for showing favoritism to the rich over the poor. They were not worshiping the Lord Jesus because they dishonored the, their poor brothers and sisters whom God had blessed with a rich faith. James said the wealthy people that they, they favored were, were ones who blasphemed the name of, of Christ, likely because they took advantage of the poor. The faith of such people is dead. So rather than side with rich oppressors, they were to love and care for their poor and, and demonstrate their faith in Jesus was alive and well. You know, wealth is not all evil, nor is power. However, James admonished people who used wealth, power, and privilege 
in the wrong way, to show favoritism to the wealthy over the poor, to dishonor and oppress the poor in in the church and outside the family of God, to neglect the poor by not providing food and clothing for their brothers and sisters in the household of faith, to exploit the poor through fraud and withholding wages that were rightly earned. You know, whether rich or poor, all people matter to Jesus. So they must matter to us as believers too. Meditate on Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his deed. You know, living faith as a a follower of Jesus comprises what some call the, the Jesus creed. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Faith in the Messiah through the Holy Spirit's power, works out in love for the Messiah and one's brothers and sisters in the faith. Just as the word became flesh and dwelt among us, love also is incarnational. Love is not just a creed we say in a church service. No, love is what we do to do to and for all of our brothers and sisters. And in this, we know that our faith in Jesus is alive. You know, what are some actions characteristic of those who, whose faith is, is dead? Maybe taking advantage of the poor and refusing to help them. Choosing to sin without concern for the eternal consequences of sin or its impacts on the church and Jesus' reputation in the world. Forsaking and ignoring the church. Maybe living for the self instead of Christ and his body, the church. Here's our second point. Faith is proven by works. Read with me James chapter 2, verses 18 and 19. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. See, our faith in God and His Son is expressed by the good works we do for our neighbor. Mere intellectual assent to God's existence is not enough. James made this clear because even the demons believe in the one true God, yet they do not love God. In fact, they actively oppose Him. Everyone has a responsibility to recognize God as the creator of this world. But acknowledging God and an active faith in Him are two different things. There is no middle ground. A meaningless faith is demonic. Now, have you ever had jury duty? Regular people from all walks of life are asked questions by uh, the opposing lawyers to select the right group of jurors. The jury then has the task of hearing arguments from the opposing lawyers and rendering a verdict based on the evidence provided by the lawyers. Now, other than your verbal confession that, that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, would there be enough evidence by your works of love toward others, particularly toward the marginalized, poor, and social outcast, to convict you of being a Jesus follower? No, we are saved by faith alone. But our faith is never alone. It is accompanied by a growing desire to love our neighbors as ourselves. We love because he first loved us. Now, James explores the nature of of saving faith. There is a faith that cannot save. Such faith has kind words, but no deeds, no aid for the naked and hungry, 
It is dead because it rests in ideas, not in a life dependent upon and reflective of Jesus. Orthodox theology, apart from works, is useless. Demons prove this. Since they hold to orthodox ideas about God, yet live in terror since they don't trust him. James does not suggest then that faith plus works equals justification. No, he argues with Paul that faith alone justifies. But he knows there are so-called faith that, that is dangerous because it deludes but does not justify. He contrasts that with the faith that does justify. See, a living faith that by its very nature reflects the one of whom our faith rests, delighting to love others in concrete ways. You know, in our evangelism, how should we respond to people who say they believe God, believe in God? Well, we should affirm that belief in God, but show them why it is not enough for salvation. We should make sure that they know about believing in Jesus, God's Son, who is the only path of salvation from sin. We should clarify whether or not that is the God of the Bible, whom we know chiefly through Jesus, and examine them to, to see if this faith in God corresponds to faith in Jesus and his demonstrated through works in Jesus' name. I know some say the, the opposite of love is, is not hate, but indifference. By, caring, by comparing those who have faith without works to, to demons, perhaps James was making a similar point. See, just as indifference is the true opposite of love, idleness is the opposite of faith. Thus, in one way, demons possess a better kind of faith than some people who attend our churches. At least demonic faith elicits some type of noticeable response to, to the biblical truths that the Lord our God is one the demon shudder. But again, the faith that saves stems from a true fear of the Lord that produces good works. Well, some scholars suggest that, that the church in the first century held differing and even conflicting views on justification. But the most satisfactory way to solve this pressing problem is to recognize James's use of the word faith and works. He insists that faith is always accompanied by works. But when Paul employs faith in connection with justification, he, he wants to highlight that it is faith alone and not by faith plus works that allow one to enter into the sphere of salvation. James, on the other hand, wants to underscore that true faith will inevitably and subsequently produce good works, both of which are necessary to enter into the final new creational kingdom. J. Gresham Machen notes as that as the faith which James condemns is different from the faith which Paul condemns or commends, so also the works which James commends are different from the works which Paul condemns. Check out this essential doctrine, justification by faith. Justification refers to the moment when a person is objectively declared righteous before God based on the righteousness of Christ's atoning death. This act of declaration takes place through faith in Christ, not as a result of human works or effort. Through justification, a person is made to be in right standing before God changing what was once an estranged and hostile relationship to one of adoption into the family of God. Here's our last point.
Faith made complete by works. Read with me James chapter 2, verses 20 through 26. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed in God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not also Rahab, the prostitute, justified by works, when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For as the body, apart from the spirit, is dead, so also faith, apart from works, is dead. James chapter 2, verse 20. James informed the believers who, who would show favoritism and callously dismiss the needs of their poor brothers and sisters that, that they were acting like fools. Their faith was bordering on useless because it was not being expressed through love and honor for others. James asked those who were walking in disobedience to take a moment and learn about their misconception of saving faith. See, one sign of our responsiveness to Jesus' lordship and grace is our willingness to learn about his ways. See, faith in and of itself requires humility, a recognition that on our own we are condemned in our sin and in need of a Savior. By God's grace, through faith in Jesus, we are justified, declared righteous before God, and blessed with freedom from slavery to sin and death forgiveness of our sins, and the promise of eternal life with our Savior forever. But this humility does not stop at the point of justification. It extends through our sanctification as well. Learning to obey Jesus' ways involves humility and faith, believing that He knows what is best. So in this way, we will prove that our faith is not useless and is progressing toward its goal, our salvation. See, the ones who would refuse to listen and learn from James on this point are foolish indeed. See, a useless faith is a dead faith with no hope for the future or eternity. If there is a possibility that we are mistaken or we misunderstand the nature of saving faith, then we would be wise to listen to the one who, would, who could correct and teach us rightly. See, active love is to faith what the breath is to the human body. Our faith in the Messiah, by necessity, produces works of love for God and neighbor. James used wealthy Abraham and poor Rahab to demonstrate exam extreme examples of Israel's history to prove this point. Because Abraham believed God, he was justified by faith alone, and his faith in God moved him to works. One example being his obedience to God's command to offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice. Now, Rahab, a social outcast, Gentile prostitute, an ancestor of Jesus, displayed her faith by her actions. Believing in the one true God of the Israelites, she hid the Hebrew spies on her roof and kept them safe from the authorities of Jericho. Now, the faith that brings us into God's kingdom is the same faith that he unleashes God's kingdom's works through of love through us. See, good and, and godly works are a completion of our faith in Christ. See, acts of loving obedience are a sign of a maturing faith 
because we are justified by faith in Christ, we begin to live out our faith, maturing in the image of Christ as we rely on the Holy Spirit's power. Both Paul and James used Abraham to prove their theological points. However, they used different events from Abraham's life to do so. Paul wrote about Abraham's call to believe and obey God. But James wrote about the consummation of his faith years later when he humbly obeyed God in faith to sacrifice his one and only son, Isaac, believing that God could and would raise him from the dead if necessary. Check out this essential doctrine, justification and works. Justification is not the result of human effort or good works, but through faith in the righteousness of Christ. Although good works do not lead to justification, justification leads to good works in the life of a believer. Faith without works is dead. While good works do not establish justification, they do verify a genuine faith and make our justification evident to others. The grace that that saves us is the same grace that sanctifies us. In Christ Jesus, we are God's workmanship or artwork. As God's artwork, life becomes a canvas in which Jesus paints pictures of love, justice, reconciliation, and mercy. Because we have been saved by grace, we become missionaries of grace and bridges of reconciliation. We are saved by grace through faith alone in the Messiah and Jesus himself, Through his sinless life, sacrificial death on the cross, and glorious resurrection has won our salvation. We cannot achieve it. We can only receive it as a gift. Paul explained further the relationship between salvation, faith, and works as he did so in in a way that is in agreement with James. He said, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Because we are grateful to God for our free gift of salvation through Jesus, we perform good works from our faith so that others might also place faith in Christ. Well, it's time for us to take what we have learned and apply it to our lives this week. So choose at least one of these options as a way to respond to the truth of God's word. One, what good works are you being called to to do by, by God because of your faith in Jesus? Two, how can your church demonstrate your faith in Jesus through care for the poor, both in your church and community? And three, who will you speak to in faith and love as you perform the good work of sharing the good news of Jesus? Check out this quote. Holiness is not the way to Christ. Christ is the way to holiness. Pray with me. Father, faith without works is dead. So we ask that you grant us faith like that of our father Abraham, a confidence in you that justifies us apart from works, but that also materializes in good works. Thank you for Jesus, who did every good work necessary in order to justify us. Help us by the Holy Spirit to live according to our grace-based justification before you in Christ Jesus, so that others might see our good works, glorify you, and turn to Christ in repentance and faith. Amen. Thank you for watching this week's Bible study. Salvation only comes by grace through faith in Jesus Christ and not from our works. However, true faith leads to good works in a life of the believer 
verifying the reality of that faith in order to bring glory to God and draw others to faith in Christ as well. Let me close with this. Jesus, he came to live the perfect, sinless life that that you could not live. And he died the sinner's death that you deserve. He defeated both sin and death by rising from the dead. See, you can be saved from your sins by putting your faith and trust in Jesus alone. Are you ready to give your life to him? If so, please connect with us. Text our prayer hotline at 305-707-PRAY. That's 305-707-7729. Or go to our website at cbcmaysville.com and click on that connect tab at the top. We want to put some free resources in your hands to help you to know what it looks like to follow Jesus. And if you enjoyed this episode, would you please share it so that others too can experience God's word. Next week's episode of Through the Word, it's titled Proclaiming the Gospel of Jesus. We will see that the Holy Spirit leads God's people to proclaim the gospel of Jesus from the scriptures so that others might be saved. Lord willing, I will see you next Thursday for Through the Word. Until then, God bless.